0: Avenue Baptist Church. How are you this morning? So great to be in the house of the Lord. As you make your way to your seat, buckle up and uh, get ready because we've got lots of announcements. The good thing is, is you did get an email and if you didn't get the email, it's because you are not on the email list. So please give your email to Stacy at the office and you can surely be added. it. Um, so first off, we would like to thank Dennis for standing in the gap for us last week. Um, months. We really appreciate you and Erica um, taking on that and filling in. We are so uh, blessed. And um, then we will resume Wednesday night services this uh, Wednesday, September 30th at 6.30, and Pastor Morrison will be leading that. And then Sunday night services will begin on October 4th, uh, resuming at 6 p.m. Uh, Pastor Morrison's first sermon will be next Sunday, October 4th, that same Sunday, um, in the regular service and then he will follow that evening Uh, let's see there will be a revive and start gathering at the local um, of local churches in the Bulldog Stadium on October 11th at 5pm, flyers have been posted and Stacy also sent that out as an email Um, the focus will be prayer and repentance um, and there will be no evening service that night Um, on, let's see for October, we will be having two craft days, October 10th and the 21st, uh, 24th, starting at 9 a.m. And it will be kind of 9 to 4-ish, depending on how uh, long people stay. Items that are still needed would be soap, washcloths, toothbrushes. Um, we're looking at making wet bags um, with these pencil cases. So these are on clearance at Walmart right now. They have a special school supplies clearance, and these are running about $2. And we are looking at... Um, being able to put the soap and the washcloth in there and it's just a nice fabric not fabric but the plasticky stuff so it could get wet and hold those so if you're looking for a place to pitch in you can get 10 bars of soap for like three ninety-seven. so that would be 10 pouches that you could help fill um, an easy way again um, washcloths are about three ninety-seven for 18 pack so those are also good ways if you can't contribute to fill a full box like just make a little donation like that and it can go a really long way. Um, we're also looking for older um, things for boys, such as tools. Um, they have, like, a hammer that has multi-tools inside the little stem of the hammer. And it's, like, running around $5. So just be on almost out for that. Or the little headlamps or flashlights, those are always big hits that um, you can find for about a dollar um, if you do your shopping. So, uh we will also be having the Operation Christmas Child uh, Yard Sale craft Day. We'll have vendors in the fellowship hall and out on the grass to be able to socially distance. If you're interested in renting a space, the forms are at the church office, and you can contact Stacy for that. Um, and then you just pay that rental fee, and then all you get to make all of your profits for whatever you sell or make or, or that kind of thing. Um, and then on October, uh, that's October 17th, Then on October fifteenth, the Wednesday before Thursday, I'm sorry, Thursday before, Chick Fil A is hosting a spirit night from five to seven. So if you purchase anything from Chick Fil A, they will give a percentage of their proceeds to the Operation Christmas Child outreach. um, For there, okay. And then if you would like to join the praise team. They practice Sundays at 9 a.m., and then the cantata practice is Sunday evenings at 4.30. So you can talk to Robert if you want more information, but we um, would love to have you join uh, that ministry as well. Um, And then there is still um, room to sign up for Operation Christmas Child National Collection Week. We will be hosting that here at this church. BJ is in charge of that, so see her. But we will have different... um, hours of collection, because um, it used to be at a different church, and now this year we have been granted the status of collecting for this area, so it will be lots of um, people bringing their boxes, so hopefully we'll see lots of red and green boxes before we load them up on the trailer. Um, And then coming up in November, November 15th, Randy and Debbie Fair will be entertaining us um, for the morning service, so please make plans to attend, you will surely be blessed. has brought us to a conclusion. So we will transition to our Operation Christmas Child video.
1: So I'm Franklin Graham. Right now, I'm on an island here in the Pacific called Guam. We're here with Operation Christmas Child. The kids are so excited. Michael W. Smith of with me. We had the opportunity to hand out some of the boxes and just sit down look at the kids and talk to them and See what's in that box. There's so much joy, so much just happiness. And it gives us an opportunity to present the gospel. But what did you get in your box? Let's see. You got Minnie Mouse? You got that too? Yeah, that's You like red? You got the right one. And we pray that these boxes will be used to bring a lot of happiness and joy, but more importantly, the gospel to each heart all these little children around the world, but especially here in the Pacific. So thank you. Thank you for the boxes. God bless.
2: so much for standing in the gap. And we just ask God's blessings on y'all. You told me you were leaving y'all were leaving right after church. And we just want to ask for travel mercies for y'all and and let wherever you go you you bring Jesus to those that don't have him. Let us pray. His grace is suddenly Father the Lord, we come to you this morning thank you Lord that we live in a country that we can come and worship you and not fear any kind of reprisal not worry about the government stepping in and saying you've got to close that church Lord we want to ask your blessings on our service this morning and ask you that uh, you send your Holy Spirit to worship with us and if there's anybody here that doesn't know you as your personal Savior, Lord, I ask that you just convict them that they won't leave here until they turn their lives over to you. And we just want to ask you to remember our brother and sister, Dennis and Miss Erica. Lord, bless them in their travels. Be with them, keep them safe, and bring them home safe to us, Jesus. Lord, be with Josh, as he takes the reins of your church, and Lord, just I ask that you just bless his ministry, and I ask you these things. That
3: Your amazing grace. I apologize. I'm jumping the gun, aren't I? Robert is. we'll be going to uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, right now there's uh, some pretty some pretty bad things are happening there so but but guess what? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen? And he has promised to be there for us. I wanted to do something different. I, I, I know that there's a lot of you in here that don't know who I am, don't know Happened to me in 2005. In 2005, in February, I, I was getting ready to uh, do a concert at a church, and I had a massive stroke. And for many years, I was able, unable to talk correctly. As a matter of fact. end of May and first of June, I had stage three melanoma cancer surgery. In November of 2005, I had a massive stroke with two blocked arteries behind my heart. But I always remember that Satan is a liar and God is still on the throne. Amen? Instead of singing, I want to play a a song that I recorded back in 2005. It, you can hear the way that I used to talk, and uh, the song is called Drinking From My Saucer." I, I want to play this song because my sermon today is, Are You an Encourager? Are You a Discourager? And in the, the years I had recovering, I had many encouragers but I did have naysayers. As a matter of fact, after the stroke, I heard, had people say, well, you know, he'll never sing again, and he'll never preach again. Well, two weeks after I had the stroke, I'm still unable to talk, and I'm still drooling from the left side of my mouth, and I went to a concert, and on the way to the concert in Houston, the Holy Spirit told me, I want you to sing today. And I'm sitting there in the passenger side, and Al. surely I didn't hear that right, and he said, I want you to sing today. Now, I was learning a song called Through the Fire at the time, and uh, so I told Alice the best that I could. I said, the Holy Spirit said, I'm supposed to sing today. She said, you can't talk. I said, yeah, that's what I told him. (laughs) But I got to, I put in the the tape, or or the, the CD that I was practicing with, and it played and here I am. I can't talk. And, and the Holy Spirit said, "I want you to sing." And I can't talk. And I put it in again and played, and nothing Y'all, you know, I just couldn't. I just couldn't get myself to, to open my mouth and sing. And the third time that I played the CD, you ever had the Holy Spirit yell at you? He said, "Sing!" So, I opened my mouth, I started. Singing. In fact, in March, uh, we were at uh, Belton. have seven, All seven albums on. Uh, we have six albums plus our bonus album, uh, most requested, and they're for $30 if you want a class size. And it helps us along, it helps, it helps pay for the gas, it helps pay for motel rooms and things we stay in. And that's uh, so if you want to help out. That's about or three of them on a flash I want you to stand as I read two verses of the scriptures out of Hebrews chapter 10. once again to minister to your church. Father, I pray that you would anoint this your servant, Father, because that's all I am. I'm just, I'm nothing without you, your your servant. That you would use me today, Father, hide me behind the cross and to deliver this word that you would have given to me to give to them. And Father, I thank you for the many, many encouraged wouldn't let me, and you wouldn't let me. I pray, Father, after this this message today, Father, that every one of those that are here listening, and those that are over Facebook listening, will be name in the church said. It says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as it is in the manner of some, but exhorting or encouraging one another. And so much the more as you see day approaching. Can you say amen? amen? And while you're standing, I want you to look at your neighbors around you and tell them this message is for you.
1: <laughs>
3: you can be seated. <laughs> Hebrews 25. We are instructed to encourage or admonish each other as members of the body of Christ. The Greek word here for encourage can be translated, believe it or not, for comfort, console, entreat, beg, implore, counsel, urge, challenge. Listen, encouragement has a two Old emphasis, to comfort or reassure and to challenge or to admonish. I have come to find out that discouragement tears down, but encouragement builds up. Can you say amen to that? The question to you this morning is this, do you encourage or do you discourage? To the encourager, we are all called to be encouragers. The ministry of encouragement is always the calling as a part of the body of Christ. In First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11, we have, he said, therefore comfort each other and edify or encourage one another just as you also are doing. In Hebrews 10, 24, once again, he said, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love And good works, in other words, encourage each other. Dante Rossetti, the famous 19th century poet and artist, was once approached by an elderly man, and and the old fellow had some sketches and drawings under his arm that he wanted Rossetti to look at and to tell him if they were any good or if they at least show potential talent. And Rossetti looked at them. Carefully, and after the first few, that he knew that there were worthless and and not the least sign of artistic talent. But Rosetti, who was a very kind man, told the elderly man as gently as possible that pictures, the pictures that he showed him were without much value and showed very little talent. And at that, he was sorry, but he could not lie to the gentleman. Well, the visitor was obviously disappointed but seemed to expect Rossetti's judgment. And then he apologized for taking up Rossetti's time, but he said, Will you just look at a few more drawings, and uh, these were done by a young art student. Rossetti looked over the second batch at sketches and immediately enthused over the talent he revealed. He said, these, he replied, these are, are very good. The young man, whoever he is, has great talent. He should be given every help Encouragement in his career as an artist. He has a great future if he will work hard at what he's doing. And Rosetta could see that the old fellow was very, very, very deeply moved about this. And said, "Who is this fine young artist? Is he is he your son?" No, the old fellow sadly said, "It's me. Forty years ago. If only I had heard your praise then, for you see, I became discouraged." Gave up way too soon. You see, encouragement gives people hope. I said, encouragement gives people hope. And there are a very distorted view, and I heard this this morning in a conversation, and I always look for confirmation of the Word of God that He has given me to minister. If this is exactly, and, and several times this morning, people took portions of my Scripture and, and regurgitated or repeated them without knowing what I was going to preach about. And but there's a very distorted view of some that faith because they're Christians, they will never struggle in their faith. <laughs> and that they will never become discouraged or disheartened. Well, here's a reality check. Christian life, once you become a child of God, is a constant warfare. A Christian life is a constant battle, and a Christian life is a constant struggle. The Bible Word of God said that the flesh will always war with the Spirit. Satan is never going to leave you alone. He wants to discourage you every time he gets a chance. Listen, because when you're discouraged, you don't want to pray. When you're discouraged, you don't want to read the Bible. When you're discouraged, you don't want to sing. When when you're discouraged, you don't even want to go to church. But when you have an enlightened heart, when you are encouraged, you you want to do the things of God if you're a child of God because you walk around happy. As a believer, we fight against the world. That excludes God in everything that we do. Look around you. As a matter of fact the pastor I, I did not see this on the news. The pastor we you say Moscow, Idaho. Yesterday they all around the United States there was a freedom rally that was led by Rabbi Kahn and Franklin Graham. As a matter of fact it was a three day thing in in uh, Washington D C. We we went and ministered in Uh, Kerrville, Texas, and I I was able to sing and minister the word of God at the closing the rally yesterday. But he said because the people out there were at the rally without a mask, they arrested a multitude of them because they were not wearing masks. Persecuted. Let me tell you people, this November we need to change we need to go back to where, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, that if my people, that's you, who are called by my name, that's you, would humble themselves, would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. One of the things that was brought out yesterday is is that most churches, and I'll get back to my sermon in a minute, most churches quit preaching the Word of God because they don't want to step on people's toes. They don't want to cause people to say, well, I don't like what he preaches. He's not tickling my ears. So I'm going to go find another church. Let me tell you something. If you're sitting under my teaching, I will never tickle your ears can count on it. But you know what? I don't have to answer to you. I have to answer to God. Amen? And believers fight against the world that excludes God, against the devil's legions, against temptation, and against snares, and against our own old nature. And this old nature that we have will always rise up doubt and will always rise up fear. I mean, continuously. Because Satan does not want you happy. Satan does not want you encouraged. Satan wants you discouraged. And Satan wants you to cause yourself to not to be a witness for God. All these these things seek to discourage us and stun us. It's not completely stop us in our tract and in our Christian experience. When we're here at at Robertson Avenue Baptist Church, we need to find encouragement. And I pray that you do find encouragement when you come here and not discouragement. Ephesians 4, uh, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12 says, And He Himself gave some to be apostles some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying or the encouraging of the body of Christ. That's what we do. Today, do you encourage or do you discourage? They are an encourager seized All the possibilities. They are the ones who see what God can do through others. Remember in the Old Testament when the spies returned uh, after seeing the promised land, if you look over in Numbers chapter 13 verses 30 to 33, we find here that then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him were... We are not able to go against these people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies in a land that devoured its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are are men of great statues. there we saw the giants. The descendants of Anaga came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Listen to me. You should, When you have God in your life, you should never look at circumstances because through God and with God, there's nothing that you can't accomplish in your life. Nothing. An encourager has great vision an effective encourager has has the ability and, and to to see possibilities that, that others can't see. The ability to recognize the reality of circumstances, but not to be limited by the immediate evidence. A lot of times we'll see the evidence and we'll quit. Well, that's too hard, or that's too many, or that's too big. Either God is with you or God is not with you. Period. Hello. When you when you are a child of God, even Paul said, "At times I have much, at times I have less, but I know that all things are possible. There's nothing that's impossible." God, listen. As I, I just said earlier to somebody, I said in the in, in Jeremiah it says, "I am the God of all places. Is there anything too hard for me? Nothing.
1: Nothing.
3: Caleb, was an encourager. He believed that they could do that what would need to be done could be done because they had God on their side, just like like David. When David went to to the Israel camp and and he he saw all the Israelites towering away of this one person that was in the middle of the field. And he says Who is this uncircumcised to go against the army of God? Look, you can look at any circumstances in your life. And I want to tell you this morning, be encouraged. You can overcome these circumstances. You heard my testimony. In nine months, three different things that would make some make some people just quit. But let me tell you something. God is able. I don't care what you have to face in your life. I'm telling you, God is able to accomplish anything in your life. I'm encouraging you. like the discouragers who said, well, well, we just can't do it.
1: it,
3: it, it it'll never happen. I, I, I'm not going to have anything to do with this because I'm not I'm not going against uh, those giants over there in the promised land and get myself slain. So right off of the they were defeated. They were discouraged. They weren't going just like, to, just like your life, when you become discouraged, you don't want to do anything. Now Caleb commented. He said, Let us go at, up at once and take possession of this land. And this brings me to my next my next point. An encouragement, an encourager support by getting involved. Caleb said, Let us. He said he would go with them into battle, and he was sure. When, he, when we, they went to the battle, that whatever they had to do could be done. He was to, he was going to do anything and everything in his power to see that what needed to be done got done. Not willing or wanting to do anything is a discourager. He was sit. A discourager was sit on the sidelines and moan and groan and complain. Well, we don't have a big enough budget to do that. Or we don't have enough teachers to do that. Or we don't have enough people to have a cantata. Or we don't have enough musicians. I mean, they will find every excuse in in the dictionary of why they can't do it. But let me tell you, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing impossible that this church can't do. For God, we can win this whole community, y'all. Every bit of it. You've got a leader back there that, that I've already... his goals and I know what he wants to do. I'm telling you right now, his goals are possible. But I'm telling you right now, you need to encourage him and you need to encourage each other. We're going to do this. Amen? Say that. We're going to do this. Say it again. We're going to do this. One more time. We're going to do this! The discourager says that we can't. And they call the whole congregation of Israel to lift up Up their voices and crying, weeping all night, resulting in a 40-year wandering because of their rebellion. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you right now. God doesn't like complainers. God doesn't like grumblers because God can't work with complainers, and God can't work with grumblers. So I'm encouraging you to be an encourager to everybody. Stop because so few say go. I, I've, I've, Pastor Josh, I, I've known all of the times kind of, that God has allowed us to minister in different churches when they have a work day. Regardless of where we go, we have work day. only 10% of the church every I would like to see that when Pastor Josh puts his plans into motion, I would like to see at least 100% behind him. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. In Colossians 4, 10 and 11, it says, I my fellow prisoners greet you with Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you receive instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice, these are my only follow fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are of the circumcision. They have proved to be a comfort to me. You need to be a comfort to each other, an encouragement to each other, that the things that you need to accomplish will be accomplished. Can you say amen? See, an encourager speaks words of encouragement. encourage encourager speaks words Of appreciation and encourager speaks words of support and encourager speaks words of respect. As William Arthur Ward wrote these words, it says, "You may flatter me, and I may not believe you. You may criticize me, and I may not like you. You may ignore me, and I may not forgive you. But you encourage me, and I will not forget you." Amen. Ephesians four. Verses 15 and 16 says, But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things in him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That's what it will do here in this church it will cause growth in this church. When we encourage each other, it will cause growth in this church. Say, it will cause growth. Say, I will make sure it causes growth in this church. The encouragers build up with their words. Discouragers discourages, criticize and tear down with their words. Listen to what I'm about to say. Any individual who is continually criticized and belittled becomes good for nothing. Hello? Parents take that to heart. Any individual who is continually criticized and belittled becomes good for nothing. Because the effect of criticism knocks all the spirit and knocks all the power out of them because they have nothing to live for. If you continue to criticize and discourage people, you know, what do I have accomplished? If everything that I do, you're going to criticize and belittle me. I'll just quit doing anything. Hello? And that's what happened. not only in families, but also in churches. I've known people that have been asked to do something and, and somebody would come back to you, and say, you yeah, know, well, you don't have enough education to do that. Hello. I've got God. <laughs> That's all I need. Hey, I, I know I know some people. My grandfather had, had a sixth-grade education, Pastor John. And he started seven churches in Southeast Texas. And they're thriving today. Still. Seven of them. One, two of them are first Baptist churches of the tell me that God can't. Because I know God can't. Say God can't. Can. One more time. Like you mean it. Amen. In James 5, 9, it says, <laughs> Do not grumble. Do not complain. Do not discourage. Do not gripe against one another. Brethren, who's He talking to? Lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge, the judge, the judge is standing at the door. Listen, our job, our job is to lift up. Our job is to say, you're doing a great job, Martha. Our job is to bring, lift people's spirit. Let me tell you something. If I destroy, the Bible tells me, if I destroy your spirit, I am guilty of murder. Hello? But yet we don't think about that. If I destroy your spirit, I'm guilty of murder. So as long as I focus on encouraging people, guess what? I will lift you up. I will lift you up. Acknowledge other's abilities and efforts. If someone feels inadequate, encourage them. With God's help. There's nothing that's impossible. And definitely, listen. Would you to hear what I'm saying? And definitely watch out for those subtle ways that you may tear others down, huh, Yeah? Such as pointing out how can do something better than they can. Hello? Well, I can do that faster. whoop de do So you can do it faster, but you can't do it better. Or how good you are at something that somebody else is trying to, or attempting to do. Or playing the, I call it the one-up game heard of the one-up game? You do something, I can do something better. And when you do it better, I can do better than you. What is that song? Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Sorry. (laughs) I just just came to my mind. (laughs) You know, but the sad part about that, we all know people like that. Hello, this is yes. This is no. This is no. Okay. But we all know people like that, and what's bad about it, I know some pastors like that. That's that's what's bad. Let me tell you, Proverbs, 8, Proverbs 16, Proverbs 19, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of an humble spirit with the lowly than to be than to divide the spoil with the proud. In 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Listen to what it says. And then this is an important chapter of everybody Everybody that calls themselves a child of God. This is an important chapter. It says, love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous or, or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. Historical. God said, you mean hysterical? He said, no, historical. She brings up everything in my past that I've ever done. (laughs) I don't do anything wrong with my past. They don't have anything (laughs) Oh, me. (laughs) Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word, or let no discouragement, proceed out of your mouth. That's what he's talking about. Is to let no corrupt words proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification. My job to you is to edify you and to lift you up. Stay, stay with me. My job is to lift you up. that it may impart grace to the here. First Peter 4, 9 says be hospitable, hospitable, hospitable to one another without God doesn't like grumblers. You don't believe? Just like the Old Testament, reading how many He destroyed because of their griping and complaining. Aren't you glad He doesn't do that today? We wouldn't have anybody in the church. An encourager, your next one is on D, An encourager is an intercessor. You know, it's interesting, and I really word for for Holy Spirit in the Bible is paraclete. But you can can translate that word paraclete. It can be translated as counselor. It can be translated as comforter. It can be translated as advocate, helper, intercessor, strengthener, standby, and encourager. See, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, and, and when you accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in you, so you should be a what? Say it again. One more time. Helping and encouraging someone means praying for them, building them up by by lifting them up. Discouragers. Huh. Encouragers talk to God on behalf of, of somebody else. A discouragers. well, they talk about others about others. Romans 15, verses 30 to 33. Listen to me now. I beg you, brother through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in prayer to God for me. Paul says, pray for me that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe and that my services for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you or encouragement with you. Now that God of peace be with you all. Amen. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, it says, Therefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness, and that the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and you in Him according to the grace of our God and the, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Encouragement. encourager is an example. Hello? I said an encourager is an example. An encourager sets godly examples to bring others to Christ or help others grow in the faith that they're new Christians. Discouragers direct people away from Christ. I said discouragers direct people away from Christ by the way they live, by their negative life and their unfruitful life, their unholy and their selfish life, their critical life and their grumbling life and their complaining life and their arrogant life and their uncommitted life. They push people away. Philippians 3, 17, he says, Brother, Brethren, join in following my example, Paul says, and note those who, So walk as you have us for a pattern. In this church, I I, I know of many, many people that let their light shine for Christ. Follow them. Look at their lives. And I know many people that need to work on it. Hello? We all do. But follow their example. Follow their 1, 2. Wives,
1: listen
3: up. I'm going to pick on you for a second. Wives, it says in 1 Peter 3, verses 1 and 2, likewise, be submissive to your own husband. Boy, I tell you when the, I think it was the Southern Baptist I think that that the word in the Greek, the military term for submissive, means to fashion under the command of a leader. That's if you're in the military part of it. But if in everyday conversation, in the non-military sense, it means why well, be submit submissive means a voluntary attitude of giving in or Cooperating with or assuming responsibility or carrying a burden or encouraging. That's what the word submissive means there. Big difference, isn't it? And when we when you are submissive to a godly husband, but here it's talking here, it says to be submissive that even if some do not obey the word. They without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, when you are being an encourager. And husband, I will not leave you out. Right down the, the, the chapter there in verses seven and eight. It says, Husband, likewise, dwell with them with understanding given to A means esteemed to the highest degree. Isn't that awesome? That's what we need to think of our wives as esteemed to the highest degree. Men say Amen. Say it louder than that.
1: To
3: the wife, as to the weaker. Now weaker. Said I do to your wife. You became one and heirs together of the grace of life. And then I love what it what what he says in the very next phrase that your prayers may not be hindered. Let me tell you something. Look at me, husband and wife. When you're in disagreement, your prayers go. When you're in disagreement, your prayers hit that ceiling and bounce right back. Because you are one. And when you don't disagree, and when you don't agree with each other, and you have a disagreement, you're not in harmony. I wanted to leave you with that. They told me a lot about you, Pastor guys. They really have.